welcome aboard to flight to entrepreneurship brought to you by Tai Chandigarh in this podcast you will learn all about the startup ecosystem from the celebrated entrepreneurs mentors innovators and investors and get actionable insights to give wings to your entrepreneurial dreams so fasten your seat belts and get ready for take off so this is a little different session than what has happened since morning we've seen a lot of highs uh, in terms of morning session where we've had very successful entrepreneurs being part of the session and they're telling you about their story this is both academic which is in terms of bringing a little bit of theory in terms what we we what we going to do uh, in during the session with the two of young uh, entrepreneur very successful entrepreneurs in a way that they are a family entrepreneurs within the family they are entrepreneurs uh, they're going to talk about their story uh, also it is uh, this session actually going to unpack for you what does it mean the to be a legacy what does it mean for a family what does it mean to be working in in agile family loving family but also be a family which is challenging you every moment to do better do more uh, i think that is something for a somebody who's actually building a business uh, in a more cohesive more based on legacy would help you in terms of you know listening to our young panelists but before i do that let me you know spend a little bit of uh, my thoughts to share with you what is this mindset which we're talking about uh, there's a very famous psychologist uh, carol doy stanford psychologist she's uh, still teaching psychology in uh, stanford she talks about belief the basic concept there is that if you believe something you will achieve it in her book uh, called mindset for growth uh, she says that your subconscious unconscious conscious mind is always dabbling with this whole belief of whether would you be able to do it or not and the idea is that if you concur or if you be able to get to that beyond belief and thinking that you would be able to achieve then the achievement and whatever you have planned you would be able to so we're going to talk about mindset more in detail but that's nothing which i'm saying is not what you've heard in indian movies the famous uh, sarukh khan saying that if you decide agar aapne soch liya karna hai to puri kainat lag jati hai aapko support karne ke liye aur uske bhi pehle unhone ye bataya ki bhai agar ant to acha hona hi hona hai par agar ant acha nahi ho to picture abhi baki hai so you know you have to have that belief that picture abhi baki hai so start from a place that if you are failing that's your start point and that's exactly the mindset we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the fixed and the growth mindset fixed for all of us and me and my panelists here i've heard them i was telling them i was trying to you know look at them for the last couple of days as to how exactly their journey been and what i really found common in that journey is that static mindset which is a fixed mindset which we talk about which gets stuck at one place uh, is really for the passion for the agility for the newness for the entrepreneurship is dangerous and anything which is dynamic which really starts from where the failure happened is what is what you call as a you know really a growth mindset and you know we have many examples of this uh, uh, right now we're seeing very close all of you reading that in news in 2000 at uh, christmas time elon musk was talking about bankruptcy the three days of fund left for them to uh, declare bank- bankruptcy and 23rd of uh, this month when he talks about 44 billion acquisition what if you would have actually not thought about building that organization of tesla that possibility of 44 billion buying of twitter would have not happened that is 
there are a lot of criticism about many things about that whole uh, the way it has happened but think about it in the context of this fixed or growth mindset we are talking about what happened from 2008 to what he did 3 days or 4 days back when the announcement happened so i think that's the context uh, which i just wanted to set it up for you guys to understand the people sitting both side of mine they have done a brilliant job and i think since morning i was here listening to a lot of great story but i must tell about these uh, two gentlemen uh, sitting uh, next to me the many of their story is not as visible as i wanted to be but i think i will make or we will make best effort to make that visible today so the way we want to do a session is to make it more question answer session uh, you know have more and more conversation with us with you and try unpacking some of the real stories or real things which can really help you to build organization to scale organization to attract investment or to say be able to expand outside of the country so let me straight away dive in and you know the first set of question i'm going to ask both of you and start arjun with you to talk about your journey so far the way you've done that in many of your tedx conversation so spend some time telling us how exactly been journey of yours let me start this question with you uh yeah thank you so much uh, for the amazing introduction on the importance of sort of tackling failure and entrepreneurial journey and I just wanted to say hello to all of you it's my second time in chandigarh and i'm so happy to be here i flight was slightly delayed so i came straight from the airport and i troubled a lot of the people at thai for being late but i'm here and we're having this conversation um so for all of you who don't know my name is arjun vedya uh, and vedya my last name means ayurvedic doctor I come from a legacy of 150 years of Ayurveda, but the legacy of what I was able to build was actually not a business. Uh, my grandfather and great grandfather were Ayurvedic doctors. My great grandfather set up an Ayurvedic clinic in Bombay, which eventually my grandfather took on because that was what was customary at the time, right? You do what your father does. So he graduated from med school, and in 1971 he took on his father's practice. But this was one Ayurvedic clinic in Bombay, and my grandfather uh, was a man of service. He didn't want income. to prevent people from coming into his clinic and so he offered a free consultation in his clinic um, with time he became one of india's most successful ayurvedic doctors he had 300 to 350 patients on a daily basis walking into this clinic more interestingly though he had 12000 people on a monthly basis from across india writing to him via post now post as you'll imagine was the e-commerce of that time um so my father graduated from college he didn't want to become a doctor so he studied business and then eventually tried to make a business out of what my grandfather had in his clinic but as you know doctors and businessmen don't see eye to eye my grandfather didn't really care for sales distribution marketing or strategy and so eventually my dad went his own way and built what is now my family business in the jewelry and the watch space i was actually born with juvenile bronchitis i suffered from asthma i grew up with pumps nebulizers inhalers steroids um, i love cricket for all of you can see my phone cover is the back of sachin's jersey with my name on it so i started playing cricket at 5 like most kids around me did but by age 7 my grandfather moved me off the cricket field because for all of you who've been to bombay the cricket fields in bombay don't have much grass it's just dust and it wasn't good for my asthma so i was a 7 year old 6 year old kid trying to play golf and squash with a hand eye coordination problem so i wasn't really good at it and that bothered me it bothered me that while all the other kids were having limka fanta sprite and coca cola and ice cream at parties i was the only kid who couldn't actually have it and today i still don't have any of those edited drinks but it bothered me at that time and so i got on ayurvedic treatment my grandfather cured me of asthma and by age 15 i actually started playing cricket again and became the captain of my school cricket team now it wasn't a great team 
there were only like 15 people who wanted to play i went to an international school we played five games one three lost two and that was the end of that uh, and i was made captain not because i was the best player but because i was the most regular to practice but that moment in my life actually was very important because ayurveda had allowed me to get rid of this asthma and get what i believed was a normal childhood right so i became a believer in this science in what ayurveda had more than just being family legacy went to the us for my undergrad in 2009 uh, and there i saw yoga being repackaged right? and i thought to myself like yoga mats yoga gyms yoga apparel lululemon like multi billion dollar industry in the us but india had nothing to do with it and so i called my grandfather from campus and i said hey it's amazing that yoga is global but it's sad that indian companies don't have anything to do with it so the patriotic one in me came back to india worked in private equity for 3 years in a consumer sector focused fund but when my grandfather passed i actually remember this promise that i made to him um, and so i quit my comfortable private equity job and took on his legacy of ayurveda built a new age ayurvedic products business called dr vedyas now india's largest ayurveda brand online we scaled it from 0 to 5000 orders a day at 2 million plus transacting customers across 16 and a half thousand pin codes in this country uh, eventually raised some money from the rp sanjeev goenka group and in march of last year we sold the business to them so that's that's my journey in a, in a nutshell but happy to dig deeper congratulations arjun uh, for a fantastic story of building on the legacy you know first time i heard about rr cable uh, uh, is when i took my office in delhi aero city when i took my office and i was going down i we were deciding for the team that how many parking spaces and and suddenly i asked one of the guys that who manages this and who build this such a massive infrastructure 2200 parking space up and going down and that's when they said rr cable and when i was told that i'm actually doing this panel today that sort of got reminded to me so sumit talk about your sort of story good evening everyone thanks rai chandigarh for inviting me here ratnesh uh, well arjun that's really inspiring story from your side thanks for that we my grandfather is a bangladeshi born my father uncle on nepal born they had certain good business case studies there in bangladesh as well in 1947 when the separation happened he had to migrate to nepal and that's the country he chose you know we had a certain conservative thinking at that point of time ki kuch to paisa bahar hona chahiye fortunately he did a smart thing while separation he had got certain amount of money in kolkata and when this separation happened he took that money and went to nepal and started again his all business journey In 1961, he came to Mumbai to meet his friend. He was sitting around like Pawai Lake, where he saw many yellow buses, and the name was written LNT. He just asked his friend, "What is this bus standing here for?" And he said, "ये यहाँ पे बहुत बड़ा LNT group है, जो बहुत सारे लोगों को job देता है, रोजगार देता है." From there, the inspiration came, and overnight, suddenly decided he went to Nepal back. he said i will leave this business of sari which is running profitable he got separated from his brother and decided to migrate to india in 1964 the whole family migrated to india in a small place called indore and we started with the trading activity we continued this trading activity along with one partner in indore till 1971 and again we said okay we cannot continue more and they again migrated to mumbai So finally, after settling in Mumbai in 1972, they were becoming trader. They were doing well. Till 1988, fortunately for us and unfortunately for the company, what we were doing trading for, 
they got closed away and this is where the opportunity came for us to do manufacturing and then the manufacturing journey started for us so 1987 we started with small scale manufacturing in 1994 we started with ipo that time we didn't had much fund the company called ramratna wires where we raised the money from the public and put up our own money right now and then from 1999 we saw my uncle and father they saw at some places the fire has occurred and there where the spark came in their mind let's build up a wire which doesn't catch its fire and that's where the rr kabil was born and from 99 thank you from 1999 today rr kabil is more than 1 billion dollar brand so we in in the whole electrical industry our all peers are four decades old but we are the only company who has sustained against our all peer and made a 1 billion dollar in the electrical industry we continued moving very aggressively in the market our the whole theory about we are today discussing about growth mindset whatever business we have to be we have to be in the top 5 that's the whole clear thought process of us 2004 we started with multi level car parking system 2009 we started with bus bar division 2012 13 i went to bangladesh there i found a partner so it was the first global expansion of our rr cable in bangladesh as well so we created a footprint equally from india as well so when i went bangladesh i was roaming around in the nawabpur market and we saw why not bangladesh is at least 7 to 8 years behind in india and this gives again as an opportunity to keep a footprint in bangladesh as well you won't believe in last 5 years we are also in top 4 in bangladesh as well now so by asia we are the largest copper consumer company right now as a group we consume around 7300 tons per month as a copper whereas in 1999 we started with only 150 ton in 2018 we got an opportunity to get tpg texas specific group one of the world's top investors the whole thought process start getting into different way all together and we diluted 21% stake at half a billion dollar at that point of time of course after that covid came the whole professional structure started we ventured into electric scooter and fortunately last week only we raised 52 crores in electric scooter as well vini cosmetic darshan bhai is on the board with us and planning to raise on a bigger fund in the next time as well fortunately growth mindset has been done in this whole journey i would like to say there were many businesses which we started in between but we closed as well because we were not able to reach in top 5 so our clear philosophy is if you are not able to reach in top 5 shut down that business this is what we have adopted and have been growing with mindset thank you ladies and gentlemen we are talking about cable business and we are talking about ayurveda we're not talking about fintech and edtech and uh, you know those uh, sort of discussions very vibrant discussions in the world. these are traditional businesses stuff businesses to build scale build billion dollar scale exit ayurveda which is a niche market to scale and take it to a closer it's a tough tough business and we have example here setting up such a great uh, story around so let me come back to you arjun to ask uh, next question and this is a little uh, sort of uh, anecdotal we've had uh, world health organization chief uh, tedros coming to gujarat and what i find uh, common between gujaratis and punjabis is the word entrepreneurship so both them gujarati here and punjabi their common thing is entrepreneurship the whole agility so this tedros comes to india and uh, there's a large healthcare conference happened and uh, he gets uh, named as tulsi bhai 
right so to tedros is now tulsi bhai now in context of the positioning of uh, of the ayurved brand how much is your contribution how why do you think uh, is that really what one of the contributor to have this world recognizing it now so uh, look i think when i was in the us i saw yoga as i said being repackaged and when i started dr vedya's the idea was that hey there is this ancient science of ayurveda that i know my family knows it's appealing to us but because of the format the form factor the way the products are packaged positioned and consumed it's not exciting for modern consumers right and so when i set off on the ayurveda journey in 2016 being 24 and a half years old i said this needs to change right because ayurveda needs to be appealing to everyone in this audience as well so we started with the premise of saying hey chavan prash is an immunity booster for all of us who followed what the government said during covid the government actually said have chavan prash to boost your immunity but chavan prash is a black bitter sticky inconvenient paste right most of us will remember at some point some parent mother grandparent trying to push chavan prash down our throats and we just didn't want to have it and so i said it's a problem right and most people in ayurveda said hey but it can't be solved that's chavan prash it's 3000 5000 years old so we can't do anything about it and so doctor with this we said hey like it's good for kids but kids hate having it today's kids can take their own decision so how do we solve for that right and so we were the first company in the world to launch a chavan prash toffee and we launched a product called chakash and we made chavan prash exciting fun and palatable for kids right and i think that's the message that we tried to proliferate with ayurveda and today you are seeing it significantly growing not just with us as a business but you are seeing effervescent tablets of kadhas you are seeing new age formats mouth dissolving strips with ayurveda and i think the who chief coming to gujarat last week for the ayush conference is a significant step to say hey ayurveda is now serious and it's arrived and i think since 2014 there have been a lot of steps that have happened with the government to sort of push the message of ayurveda and i think a dream that i couldn't fulfill but a dream that i had when i started we didn't really do as much in global markets as we wanted to and i'm i'm sure dr vedya as well now under its new leadership if you see our packaging at dr vedya if you buy any of our products today as well you'll see proudly indian written on the front and center of every single pack i wear this brand with the indian flag on on my hand for the last 12 years and that's the that was the sort of idea and objective is maybe in 10 years 15 years we can see those ayurvedic products on the shelves of 50 100 countries and that message of india that symbol of india actually exists across the world so i think we're on our way there but let's be honest uh, traditional chinese medicine does 30 times the amount of exports as us right so we have some way to go gentleman he goes to us to study in brown university has nothing to do with medicine he studies economics and ir is that what your subject was and then comes back and have a recall of his grandfather and says okay let me set up this business all over again sets it up scales it and make it a great company for that to be sold at a certain price uh, but this whole made in india made for the world summit that is something which is very vibrant and i think many of us had that conversation here considering that you are one of the very credible player in the copper wire space or the electrical space what is rr cable to the world what are you thinking in terms of your headroom and expansion you looking at this as going to be one of the credible and very large player in the world what's the plan so yeah of course ratnesh we are on a very right track 
as you, as I said earlier, TPG was on the board and they infused 630 crores in 2018. This is where we got an opportunity to have a liquid fund with us. In last three years, we have acquired Aristom brand, which is X Lighting LED company. And recently, if you have seen that, we have acquired Luminous Fence and Lighting division as well. So we are the first electrical company acquiring an MNC arm. And this is the first proud feeling for us. This is what Make in India is doing right now. And we are firm believer. You won't believe the way we are moving in all the right directions. Having 62,000 startups right now in India registered already. I'm very confident the way we are moving very fast. The way we are moving at the 5 trillion economy as well. And by 2030, everyone is talking to be surpassing the top two countries of the world. We are very much confident about that. I think this is a very dear question to me. You made a lot of money. What are you doing with the money? Well, I, I think uh, when we had the outcome and the exit, right? My dad said one thing. He said, look, I've been running my business for the last 35 years. And most people don't have the opportunity to stop, pause, reflect and restart in life. right? And so he said, use this time wisely and come up with something meaningful from this time. right? So exited in March 21, April 21 was second wave. So my wife and I actually moved outside of Bombay to our farm house, beach house in Alibag and we started reflecting, what is it that we want to do going forward? right? And the idea was that when we were building our business and we were trying to make a brand in the new age, D2C, e-commerce space, there was no one good to help us. Like literally no one to mentor, to advise us, to guide us, to tell us, hey, you're going wrong here, go here, right? And so eventually I'd go to my dad, he runs a luxury jewelry business and I'd say, hey, help me with my Facebook advertising. I mean, he tried to help, but he didn't have the answers, right? Because he didn't have the technical capabilities. And so we made it our vision, our mission, my wife and I, to give back and to empower the next generation of 1,000 brands in India. So we started doing that by saying, hey, okay, we're here, we're available, we're doing nothing in life, we have some experience that you can learn from. And so we gave our time for free to founders, just said, hey, there's a link, book a slot, have a conversation with us. And we said, okay, now this makes sense, Let's. we're seeing some good startups, we, should, we have some capital, let's start investing. So we started angel investing in companies, and in the last 14 months, we've invested in 60 companies. And then eventually I said, look, there should be an institutional way to do this, right? And I got connected to a large global private equity fund in the consumer space called World Invest. Um, in India, there are investors in Sula, Viva, Epigamia, Purple, Wakefit, Baiju's, some of the most iconic brands in, in our country and across the globe. And they said, look, we are doing late stage. We invest 10 to $100 million, but we want to be a part of the early stage ecosystem and we believe that founders are the best position. Entrepreneurs are the best position to do it. And so they started a separate venture fund in India and they started in US and Europe with ex-founders and now lead this strategy uh, where we invest sort of one to five million dollars across four sectors, consumer brands, consumer technology, enablement to e-commerce and e-commerce platforms. I think the money aside, I had the opportunity to stop in life and use my experience to give it back to sort of new companies. And as Sumit was saying as well, right, we are in a place in India today, which I have never seen in my lifetime. The vibrance, the excitement, the enthusiasm, the amount of new ideas that we get to see on a daily basis. I think it's all of our jobs actually sitting in this room as part of tie an organization that celebrates entrepreneurship to do our bit, each one of us, in whatever way, shape and form we can to be that 
mentor, advisor, guide, friend and support system to some entrepreneur who needs your help. And the only way we can make this vibrant is to do it together. Thanks, Arjun. I think uh, I think I'll pick on the ease of doing what you're doing now in a contemporary time. And I think it's a great place we are in at this point in time. And I think it's up to us to sort of make it. In the morning, somebody was talking about the opportune time for the next 10 years where the capital is available, where you're looking in terms of many mentors being there. The world is looking to you than anywhere else. You know, look at this gentleman. Graduates out of one of the Ivy League gets to a Louis Vuitton capital. Uh, while he was there, he dates one of the most beautiful girl who I have actually seen and he gets married and then comes back and settles in a very niche Ayurvedic startup. And, you know, this is really what a real creative story. And I think uh, that's something which is really should inspire all of us in terms of whoever, wherever you are. Let me ask you a very different question, Sumit. Uh, yeah, this is about the family. This is about the larger set of legacy which you're building. You talk about uh, this whole matved and manbhed in the family. There is a matved, but there is no manbhed. Uh, how do you describe that? Well, all the family business runs on certain values and beliefs. And that if that structure is right, you can fundamentally continue for decades and decades. I'm a third generation entrepreneur. And these values and beliefs have been built up from day one. So, it has been said in our organization, Hamare beech mein madbed hai, lekin manbed nahi hai. And this is where, you know, everyone works in organization, have a different wavelength, different attitude. Even when we, seven family members, three in the elder and four in next generation work together, there's a difference of opinion. And whenever we feel that, okay, this is not matching up, up to the expectations, what is there? The first thing what we do is, we call this meeting called Dhobi Ghat meeting. It's very clear. Fundamentally described by my grandfather, where we all enter as a dirty mind and dirty thoughts inside the boardroom, like dirty clothes entering into washing machine, make sure that all clothes are clean and we all are in the one wavelength. So this is the way we form that meeting. Let it be continue for one day, two day, till the time we are on the one wavelength. And this is the way we work all together. So this is what the principle we follow in our organization. Thanks, Amit. Uh, uh, Arjun, uh, uh, very quickly, the business side of it. Uh, you know, I when you talk about Chaban, pr- pr- uh, Chaban Pras and the candy story, uh, I heard you saying that uh, the customer-centric, the agile product market fit, and which is one of the things which you talked about in the morning, you have MVP, then you do product market fit, and you raise money at any point in time. In between, or no, don't raise it before that. I heard you talking, saying that, you know, you were spending a lot of time in call center, listening to your customer, uh, doing the servicing of customer. How important is that? Yeah, so I, I think if I just go back to my experience, we started as an offline brand, failed miserably because we couldn't compete, shut that down, pivoted to online. And then we started in November 2017, Ratnesh with one order every three days on our website. So pretty much every customer who ordered, like we were so curious, why are they ordering our products, right? And like, why are they engaging with us as a brand? Um, over that year, from November 2017 to November 2018, Dr. Vedya scaled from one order every three days to 50 orders a day on our website. Today, you'll say 50 orders a day, not a big deal, but I'll take you back to November 2018 when D2C didn't exist as a term, e-commerce brands didn't exist as a term. It was a pretty interesting time. So... What did we learn in that one year was the most significant part of the success of the company. We spoke to 
टू एंड हाफ थ्री थाउजेंड कस्टमर्स एटलीस्ट पर्सनली देर वॉज नो कॉल सेंटर एट दैट टाइम देर वॉज वेरी लिटल क्लाउड टेलीफोनी इन ई कॉमर्स ऑल्सो सो वी हैड वन एंड्रॉइड फोन I would take that home every Sunday, and between my wife and I, we'd answer the phone and talk to these customers from across India. Now, what we realized actually was this new age, millennial-focused, cool urban brand that we envisioned Doctor Vedya's to be. That was not where our customer was coming from. Our online customer was not from Bombay, Delhi, Bangalore, Hyderabad, Chennai, Chandigarh. This customer was from Anantnag, Trichy, Muzaffarnagar, and Imphal, where there was no Ayurvedic doctor available to them. And we gave this free consultation to them with high-quality Ayurvedic products, the touch of their fingertips. And this was value that they were seeing, right? So we pivoted our strategy to be sort of more focused to the Bharat consumer. But the biggest insight that we got from our customers, we launched weight loss products, weight loss pack, and urban. Sort of consumers, we thought that would do well. All these customers came back and said, "You have weight loss. What about weight gain?" So we launched weight gain. Weight gain started doing four times the sales as weight loss. Then the customers started saying, "Hey, you have these products for weight gain, but we are scared of having whey protein and all these protein supplements. We want to grow muscle, but we want to grow muscle naturally using Ayurveda. So can you launch an Ayurvedic muscle gain supplement? That's something that's never been heard of or envisioned before in Ayurveda." So we launched this product called Herbo Build. From what customers told us in July 2019, today it's the highest grossing product even today in the weight and mass gain category on Amazon. But a customer told us about this, right? So had we not spoken to that customer, we'd never know the answer to this question. <laughs> Listen to the customer. Such a brilliant uh, case study here. Next question, uh, which is related: How much of that was a brown brain of yours to say when you're saying? Legacy a hundred twenty years. While you're talking that your grandfather and father did not agree on the same business, he had a luxury business, and your grandfather Ayurved won. The second you named your, uh, you know, the organization as Doctor Vaidya, so which is a Vaidya Vaidya, and uh, the quality and customer centricity. How much was it Brown, uh, you know, study, or is that something which is ingenuous? It is something which you learned here and did it here. Okay, I think uh, a lot of I'm talking about packaging. Yeah, I think I got a lot of exposure across my lifetime, right? So I've learned things on the sports field. I've learned things in school. I've learned things at Brown. I got a lot of exposure into a store called Whole Foods, where customers pay top dollar for natural and organic products, and you have offering like you've never seen before. So I got a lot of exposure from there. I saw yoga being repackaged. I went to private equity. I saw how good companies are built, and all of these things are at the back of my mind. But the reality is, right? The hard truth is that. The biggest learning was getting slapped on my face by a distributor saying, "Get out of my office! I'm not going to entertain people like you." The biggest learning was failing in offline. The biggest learning, and I put this on a LinkedIn post, was I used to send a WhatsApp message to 1,000 people because I didn't have any money to market. So I would just any promo we had every two three months, I'd send a WhatsApp message out, and I sent this WhatsApp message out just before New Year's for a buy one get one free on a hangover product that we sold called Live It Up. And this, the first response I got was from a founder of a Series A funded startup who had raised five million dollars, and he said, "Bro, can you please take me off this broadcast list? Thanks." And that, that failure, that dejection, that despair of a fellow founder telling me to take off the broadcast list—like, am I doing something wrong? Am I not doing something right? Right? Those taught me much more than anything else I could have learned in college, school, or or anywhere else. So I take you back to the definition of the fixed and the growth mindset. Uh, you know, to be able to see something of that failure which you saw, and to be able to build product bases that has really 
given you the success what you really wanted out of so i will actually uh, open it for the audience uh, hello my question would be to mr sumit and uh, dr arjun as we heard that uh, you have built one of the top brand in the rr cable and you in the ayurved the question that clicks me is that there is a lot of competitions that is coming day by day what insights you will do in the coming time consistently to remain in the top 5 or remain in the top 2 thank you nice question first of all sir thank and, you uh, our group philosophy again here unless and until you find a right usp you are not allowed to launch a product in the market we are very very clear for that so we follow a blue ocean strategy clear process the four methodology errc model first is eliminate reduce raise or create either has to fit in one of them and don't only we will launch the product this has to be very clear so eliminate so suppose we in rr cable why it is there today it there has to be reason logical behind that we designed a unilever wire where you cut it and fit it you don't have to twist it so normally wires what happen electrician cut the strands they have to twist and then they have to fit so we eliminated one stage and we gave the twisted wire in the market this is the first thing we did so we eliminated one stage so either of this model has to be followed and then only you have to launch in the market so there has to be lot of brainstorming done behind where the two factors sustain and scalability either we can reach in top 5 and what will sustain us there is something we work very very closely we have built up one very big r&d centers with us and also we try to work with iit and incubation centers as outside where the new development of the world i'll tell you just one more example we are into land cable electric field i have invested in this company in 2018 light fidelity which is the future so this is the only company in india where we have given point to point communication without optical fiber getting it and we are the only successful right now the first project has been executed in gujarat i am also working on the mountainer areas where the optical fibers are very very difficult to laid off there so we are giving internet connection from mountain to mountain and to the if you know sonam wangchuk funsuk uh, wangdu i have done that live project with him in the mountainer areas so you know we have to think loud what is that is something new in the world and what is something you are looking upon so always focus on these four steps what you are eliminating either you are reducing either you are raising or either you are creating something if this four element has been fulfilled create or building blocks of sustainability and the scalability you will surely grow sir hi good evening my name is also sumit so i'll ask from sumit kabra only uh, sir i just want to ask the rr kabel has reached a point and with 100x growth mindset do you feel unsettled or do you still have dreams uh, you know is it good or bad i just want to understand the mindset growth mindset because it's continuous unsettling what you do so first of all what do you mean by unsettled and settled see settled means we are happy and unsettled means we want to growth mindset am i right right okay and so we'll be always unsettled this completely growth mindset we will always be keeping in 2005 when i joined a company we were doing approximate revenue of 150 crores at that point of time we as a family member together all seven of them we have a completely growth mindset that's the reason if you see from 150 last year our kabil we did revenue of only of 5600 crores so we are the fastest growing company in terms of growth x if you see in the market today luminous has been acquired fence and lighting division aristom is there two more deals are on the way which i cannot disclose you already put up a plant in bangladesh and very soon we are expecting few more expansion as well so all thing what i can promise you will be the world's top at least top 10 consumer of the world this is what i can promise you i can actually say something on being settled and unsettled right like i think one problem that i had 
as an entrepreneur was that i would dream that i would be at 100 orders a day i would dream that one day my email would be flooded with so many orders i couldn't read my email when that day came i was actually not even like like so excited right i was like this was my dream 6 months ago my dream now is 5x 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 right but my wife taught me one very interesting thing in this right she said look it's great to be ambitious it's fantastic to be ambitious and keep wanting more and more and more but for a certain small period of time stop and celebrate the small wins so what we used to do actually was we would cut a cake every time we crossed 100 orders we'd cut a cake so 100 200 300 and eventually there's 50 cakes right between 105000 orders a day but stop cut the cake savor that moment for that short period of time one or two minutes with the team so everyone feels a part of it think about what you've done and where you're going to go but that cake moment is at least some small sort of reflection process on what you've achieved if you don't do that it's a the life is an endless rat race on a treadmill right the stay hungry stay full is there is only cake moment there right so you have a, a cake moment between being hungry so a question from both sumit and arjun um arjun firstly admire your podcast and you know uh, we met last time a uh, quick question we all talk about do's towards the growth mindset three quick witty don'ts don't do this definitely arjun i add to the list don't create a broadcast list and spam people but three don'ts don't don't believe that what you read in the newspapers about unicorns is achieved easily like a lot of people say i want to have a et article i want to raise funding but like think about the journey behind that and so accept there's lots of failures number one two don't under index on team don't make the same mistake that i did i was 25 26 i thought i could do everything on my own and i under indexed on team till 2019 big 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 mistake and three don't think that if you're building a startup or a company or something really scalable you can do it part time and then eventually it becomes big and then you do it full time a lot of young people say hey this is my startup it's on the side i'm doing this when this becomes big i'll leave this that that doesn't work so so my dad used to keep saying you can't be slightly pregnant with entrepreneurship so that that that's a don't as well so uh, i would like to say only two don'ts rather than three so don't get distracted in this world noise world listen to your inner voice this is very very important so whatever contemplation you have done believe in your conviction and completion so i have written like contemplation to completion is something and you have a conviction in your side just follow your voice this is something i would like to say don't go with full emotions in the business create a stop loss budget because when we do startup we have a tendency in emotions flowing up and we keep on you know following that and crossing the limits so please make stop loss budget whatever you want to start end of the day money plays its own role not the emotions guys so please follow these two rules as well as hi this is abhay i have a very basic question we have been talking about 10x 10x so how do you define 10x is it just 10x in revenue any anyone that's a really tough question i don't have the answer actually like how do you define 10x i think i'll leave you with a mental model because i don't have the exact answer a uh, 10x in revenue is not the answer to 10x right because if you 10x in revenue but you don't 10x in team you don't 10x in infrastructure you don't 10x in supply chain everything breaks right. and i've seen that live in front of us we 100x in 2 years and so everything break in between i had to rebuild it and rebuild it right so holistic thinking towards the 10x in terms of 
organization, team, learning, infrastructure, all of those things should contribute to 10x. It's 360 degrees. I'm not, I've not left you with anything. I've left you with more confusion, but at least a mental model to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing which we said and qualified in the beginning, to be able to have that static mind to convert it to dynamic. So don't see failure as the end. See that as the beginning and see that is an opportunity for you to scale. So 10x is not a function of the number. It is a function of where you're starting to be able to scale that to the next level. So that's what it is. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. You know, if you appreciate the small things in life, the big ones take care of themselves. And uh, with that, it's a wrap on this one on the 10x growth mindset. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the wonderful panel. so much for tuning in. If you liked this episode, take a screenshot right now and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram. And don't forget to tag Dai Chandigarh and Wine Studio. Their Insta handles are T-I-E-C-H-T That's Dai Chandigarh and W-Y-N dot S-T-U-D-I-O That's Wine Studio. It would be amazing if you could rate the show and leave your review for the episode on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Thanks again and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Till we'll meet again.